I was about to say we're the most unprofessional podcast that, that there is out there, but truthfully, I'm the most unprofessional podcast host ever out there. Listen, cleaning my teeth before we came on. It's real. Yeah. Real talk. And then I was looking at Heather because Heather started laughing at me because I think she thinks, did you see me cleaning my teeth, Heather? Yeah. Yeah. That's the reason why. So I'm looking at her and then you <laughs> caught me looking at her. So, and now. I've become even more unprofessional because I'm discussing this with you. So, <laughs> let's go. I am unprofessional, but I still want you to like, share, and tap that bell and subscribe. Am I getting better at it? That's good. Listen, I don't know social media. I'm hardly on that sucker. I'm in and I'm out. You know, I don't go on very often, but I still need you. So, if you're social media, Freak or nut, you're mine right now. Please, Facebook, Black Robe, YouTube, Rumble. Rumble's the big one, right? Yeah. Rumble's the big one. Please, like and share, like and share, like and share. And comment. Because every time you comment, you up my numbers. Otherwise, I'm going to have Logan just sit there and put smiley faces <laughs> constantly. Let's just tap a, a smiley face as a comment. To make you guys, to make my my numbers go up, yeah. what happens to make the numbers go up because you comment? Explain that, please. Well, it's it's more the interaction. Hey, okay. can you pull your Should mic to your mouth, please? What? Can you pull your mic up a little bit? I think you said it. Yeah, I know. Can you fix you it said for it wrong. me? You're the best. Yes, it's all my right fault. There? Yeah, that's better. Okay. Thank, oh, you thank you so much. Ah. Okay, it sounds amazing. Um, yeah. So when people okay, are can you commenting, put your mind? yes, yes, here I come. We're coming. I know you don't want to be seen. No, for I do. Some reason. No, I want to be seen. Okay. When you comment, first of all, we get to engage with you, and we know who's watching because we don't always know who's watching. But also, just the algorithm—if it shows that there's lots of activity going on, mm -hmm. then the AI side of Facebook is like, "Ooh, something's popular here," and so it will just be higher in the news feed. Okay. So that's scary. AI. Yeah, but that's just how everything kind of yeah, works. That's how it is. Let me just say, tell you this. Like, Tracy? Yeah. And Jared's probably going to be harding this all over oh, a gosh. comment if he's, if he's on right now. But literally, you look the same as you did when we worked out this morning. Oh, this is... I hate you. This, yeah, thank you. I have to wear a hat today because it ain't pretty underneath there, guys. <laughs> oh, they all said it doesn't look bad, but no. it's not good. So, and I curled the ends, and we're calling it a day. And I'm ready for war, people. You I'm like ready it. for war. Ready for war. Like, you need, a, you need something hunt, hunted down. I'll kill it. Okay. I'm camouflaged today. Uh, I am. I'm ready to kill, steal, and destroy ooh. whatever's necessary. Hey, I got a question. I'm dressed asked. for success. Somebody asked me a question today. What if is you, that? Somebody asked me a question today. Uh -huh. If you were driving down the road and all of a sudden there were people standing in the way protesting, what would you do in that scenario with your warrior stuff on? Are you, were they asking me to answer this question asking, or were they asking you to answer this question? And I'm curious, like asking well, hope. Since com. you're, they add, no, they asked you that question. So let's ask you that question. What did you say? I'm, I, I might have said that, and I need to hang out with Logan a little bit more, and I want to start carrying on me. And I might just, like, step on the gas. Yeah. I'll run him over. 
That's what Jer said. I'd run him over. But like, I thought maybe you could just like shoot him in the leg. No. Maybe no. just like shoot him in the foot. No. If you are protesting, <laughs> and if I listen, I'm just saying this. Yeah. No questions asked. I've even told we've even told our kids because people are crazy now. If crazy. a protest is blocking a road, mm -hmm. and if I am moving at about 35 miles an hour, yeah, I'm not slowing down. Yeah. If I slow down to if, if I slow down to 35 miles an hour, yeah. and you don't park the C, I'm parting you in half. <laughs> something's going, Amen. something's going, and it ain't gonna be me. No way. Hey, see that's the reason people <laughs> people always when they when they when they slow down they're thinking that people think like they do like mm -hmm. uh, meaning that i'm dealing with a sensible reasonable individual here mm -hmm. okay you're not so it with that thought process think about are these people potentially going to do me bodily harm if they're willing to stand in front of a road they really mm. don't care about their life right? right so what makes you think they care about right. yours they don't so for me, I'm running you over. If you don't get out of the way, sorry, yeah. that's not my fault. Yeah, I know. I don't feel bad. Like <laughs> this world's crazy. Why are you laughing? That's my pastor. Because I'm harsh. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> oh, what is it? Arsenio Hall. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> that's our new thing. Uh huh. Yep. I know. People think that that's so mean and hard. But I'm like, how is it not that it's the other person <laughs> that's like, laying in the road? How is it my fault? Right. When they're the ones that instigated or made the made that end result happen, cause and effect. Yeah. If you caused it, yeah. then don't be mad about the person who has the True. end result. What? She's saying. Yeah, preach. it just drives me crazy. Like the always blame the person mm -hmm. that responds to the action, as if the person that responded to the action yeah. is so evil. Mm -hmm. But what about the person that caused the action? Exactly. Where is their responsibility in it? They never. If they never did it. Yeah then nothing would have ever happened. Mm. It's like, we live in a brain dead society. <laughs> True. That's why innocent people who are protecting their homes and their families and their vehicles are considered vigilantes and are going to jail. Right. Truth. Truth bomb. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is about this camo. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say that. <laughs> or this Red Bull. I mean. I don't know, but this girl. Girl. Yeah. Pump, pump, pump it up. <laughs> you remember that song? Yes. <laughs> All righty. That's good. All right. I got to tone her down. So please like and share. <laughs> or I might run you over. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, please Be a friend, like not an enemy. It what? Be a friend of hope, not an enemy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right, girls. Um, unless, like, some people don't want to share because, like, that conversation right there might cause some major issues. Hey, but truth hurts whether they realize it's truth or not. That's Galena said, oops, I hit a speed bump. <laughs> um, how, how would I say this about Galena? Makes sense. No, because Galena, <laughs> no, well, it does because Galena you, thinks Galena. like me. Yeah. Like I yeah. literally, she is, I don't know if she's Russian or Ukrainian. Ukrainian. And I really don't care. She's Russian. I don't care. Ukrainian. 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 Mm -hmm. I don't care which one she is. Yeah. She's the Ukrainian hope in yeah. so many, yeah. in a young way. <laughs> she Like is. in so many ways. Like yeah. sometimes the things that she says, I, I'm like, dear God, <laughs> that's me. 
I love her. Yeah. <laughs> you can take that as a compliment or a, <laughs> true. Or a really bad insult going out. Whichever way, Whichever I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> it's truth. <laughs> um, okay, first question. Let's roll. Um, sorry if this is uh, this was already addressed in a previous podcast, but when I go up for prayer and have Pastor Tom lay hands on me, does this mean I have unbelief? I pray for myself and ask God for what I want, but I always take advantage of the opportunity to have Pastor Tom pray for me anyways. I've been told it's unbelief because when I pray myself, it's done. Why would we go up for prayer and it's done? And that's a question mark. Um, I'm still new to that, uh, this life with Christ, and I want to be guided by powerful people he works through. See, I totally get that. I, uh, to me, it makes complete sense that, especially if you're a new believer, um, that you would go up and ha have hands laid on you because um, only you know if you have doubt and unbelief. Only you know that. Nobody can say... Um, and here's the thing. When I say only you know if you have doubt and unbelief, that's, that's if you're honest with yourself. What a lot of people will do is they'll tell somebody, um, you know, people come to you and they'll talk to you about uh, their situation. And in that, in that conversation, when they're talking about that situation, you'll give them the word. And then they'll say, but. That but is doubt and unbelief. So they are expressing to you that they actually do have a doubt and belief, but they either don't have the revelation knowledge of it or they're in denial. In this case, what I would say to you is you've not said one thing in this, uh, in this paragraph that makes me believe you have doubt and unbelief. What you've been is quite honest about yourself that you're new, and although you're, you've already prayed over it, uh, you want to stand in agreement with somebody that you believe also walks in the authority and belief that you do as well. So let's look at some Bible scriptures because I'm going. What I'm going to do is um, the person that says that it's doubt and unbelief for you, they might be right. I'm not saying that they are. Maybe you've said something to them that you haven't said in this paragraph, right? So they're trying to help you understand that there is doubt and unbelief. But even if there is doubt and unbelief. The word is clear about what you're doing when you have somebody stand in agreement with you if you're going up to have prayer or whatever um, and have Tom lay hands on you or whoever. It's biblical, okay? So Matthew 18, 19 through 20 says, Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that, it, that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there in the midst of them. So, truthfully, um, it's biblical what you do. If you come up every Sunday and you're believing for something specific, and it could be the same thing every week, and you're just saying, I'm not being moved. I am standing on this until I see the result. I'm wanting Tom, whether I verbalize it to him, what I'm standing on. He's standing it because when he walks around, he already tells people, I'm going to stand in agreement with you. When I lay hands on you, I may say just one word, but just know I'm standing in agreement with you on whatever you're believing for. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that. That's exactly what that just said in Matthew. That's what Jesus said, right? So you're doing biblically what the word says to do. That's not doubt and unbelief. That's doing a biblical principle. James 5, 14 through 15 says, 
Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. So even in this scripture, it tells someone if they're sick, if they're believing for healing, to go to the elders of the church, which is elders is plural, meaning more than one. So it's okay for you to go and have people pray over you. An elder is actually considered a pastor. It's also considered a board member. Um, it's somebody who is a deacon, things like that. So there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I will tell you, like Tom and I, basically almost every day we pray together. We pray over specific things, and he prays over them by himself. I pray over the same things by myself, but every day, then we come together and we pray over those things specifically together too. So, and it's not because we have doubt and unbelief, but there's just strength in numbers. We are com combining our faith and we're bringing it to pass. We're going to stand in unity where two or more are gathered. We're just using that scripture when we do it. It's not because we have doubt and unbelief. It's just we're a unit. We're a team. So we're going to stand together as a unit and a team. And listen, I'm not saying that husbands and wives, by the way, have to pray together or anything like that. There have been years that Tom and I haven't done it. And then there's been periods of time that we have. So I'm not saying that if you and your spouse, if you're married, or if you and a friend, uh, whatever, do it or don't do it. Who cares? I'm just saying that it's okay for you to have somebody else come alongside of you and believe with you. So, um, I mean, listen, let's ask you guys, how many of you guys pray with your spouses every day? I mean, pretty much I have not done it consistently all my life, being married, but there yeah. have been pockets where we have. Do you pray every day? Not every day. Not every day. You do every day. And you don't. See, Heather, do you do it every day? See, Heather doesn't do it either. So I'm saying if you're single and Tom's, the reason you're praying with Tom is because you don't have and you want to do that, don't listen to anybody. If you have a spouse and someday you guys decide to pray together, or maybe you do right now, it's no different. Like mm -hmm. what I'm saying is no different if you and your spouse are believing for the same things. It's not mm -hmm. doubt and unbelief. It's standing in agreement and taking it by force. Uh, for me, like I look at prayer and things that I'm trying to take on in my house, spiritually speaking, I go after them with a vengeance. I do not mm -hmm. sit idly by and just take it. Right. I like take it by force. Right. And that's really what we're supposed to do. We're not just supposed to be lackadaisical and what we're believing for. We're supposed to go after it. And um, that's how you see results. But a lot mm -hmm. of times people are kind of like laissez-faire with wherever they're at, mm -hmm. uh, whether it be sickness, health, uh, I mean, sickness, um, wealth, like if they're financially needing things, they all are kind of like, I'm believing you, Lord. No, you need to go after it. Satan's trying to steal from you. He's trying to take from you. So he's not like laissez-faire, let me tell you. Mm -hmm. He's going after it. You need to be too. And so it says we are in a war. It is spiritual warfare. Warfare is not relaxed. Warfare is not where you're sitting by a fire and you're just warming your toes. Like warfare, you're going out and you're fighting. You need to be fighting for whatever you're believing for, not just like... Whatever. So you standing in agreement with Tom every single Sunday, in my opinion, if there's no doubt and unbelief involved, all you're doing is trying to, like, ensure that you know that you know that somebody else is believing for the same thing that you are, and you're going after it. So I think it's actually really good. Does anybody want to add to that? 
Um, you had the verse last week, the first Thess- Thessalonians 5.17, pray without ceasing. Mm-hmm. And then Matthew 11.12 is the one that says, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been subjected to violence and the violent people have been raiding it. it. And it's the other um, King James is the yeah. violent take it by force. Mm-hmm. So those are the two verses you just mentioned. Yeah. So yeah, for me. You and I, with our, um, our husbands having jobs in law enforcement, it, it hits different. You have to pray protection over them every single day they walk out of the door. Yeah. Which Tom and I did do that. Yep. And, or we would just, if we didn't pray it, sometimes we just always spoke it. Like, like yes. God's got you, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. I don't worry about you. That we, You know, there would be things like that or if we were on the phone while he was working or whatever. But, no, I, d- I do agree with you. It, it, I will say, though, Logan, when Tom served, it's like at the very end is when it got started going a little cray cray. Mm-hmm. Now it's really bad. Like I would never suggest anybody go into the military and I need, we need the military to protect our country. Right. But not under this guy. Yeah. This guy is like, he doesn't care about anybody's lives, whatever mm-hmm. benefits him. So listen, if, if you need to go to war, it's all political for him. He has no intentions of winning. He just has every intention of looking like he's trying to do something when behind the scenes he's made a pact with the devil on the other side, and it's all a facade. I mean, literally, Ukraine and Russia right now are fighting against each other, and it's all a fake war. And people are losing. They're literally ripping family members, young men, out of cars and making them join the military. Mm-hmm. And for what? Right. A war that is really, in my opinion, both sides are evil and they're not about the same. They're, it's all like a whole facade. Mm-hmm. It's all a look and hmm, what's the right word for it? It's all play. It's all a game. It's all play. In the meantime, there are lives, innocent lives right. that are being taken all because these elite are trying to go global. Right. It's all about globalism. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what lives um, are snuffed out or taken, family members ruined, or families ruined. It's, it, all that's irrelevant. Right. Right. It's all about an agenda. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I would never like want, I would never want anybody that I know and love to go into the United States military and even uh, to be a cop. I would, ne- I would tell people, go do something else. Let let the evil ones fend for themselves. Yeah. Like I carry, mm-hmm. like well, I don't personally carry. I have my license. I haven't been able. To, I haven't filed it yet. <laughs> you don't need to. You don't need well, to. Okay. Constitutional carry. Okay, I've been corrected, <laughs> which is truth. Yeah. Okay, that's Heather correcting me. I don't have my license. I've taken the course yeah. to get my license. I just haven't gone to get it. But listen, right? Oh, that's right. You don't have yeah. to have it anymore. That's right. Thank you, Heather. So really. <laughs> I can carry right now, yeah. which I need to do that. Wait, maybe we but should I need go more, practice I need a little more, bit. I need more. I need more. I need more practice yeah. because that. that's what Logan's going to help need, us. I need a big refresher course. <laughs> Same. I might just need to carry a rifle because they say, Tom tells me, like, yeah. if anything happens in our house. Shotgun? Shotgun. Shotgun. What's a rifle? Isn't a shotgun and a... Similar. No, 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 no. Isn't yeah. a rifle and a shotgun the same? No. 
They're both long guns. They're long guns, right? Yeah, but, well, but shotguns they shoot different. <laughs> yeah, but Tom has. We have a shotgun yeah. in it's, our house. They, so they're used mainly for home defense. Right. Yeah. So am, I did, did. I say rifle at first. Because <laughs> the sound. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, I was wrong. So I can we have my a shotgun. rifle in for you on Monday, and you can hold it. Show it off. Yeah. Uh, we got plenty of guns in my house. Uh, of course, unless we show somebody and comes to the door, then they've all been lost. What? We show show and tell. <laughs> I'm not showing and telling nothing. And then but all of a sudden they're gone. <laughs> I get the shotgun if anything goes down because that thing don't miss. Whereas you have to have a good eye. Like when I got trained, I think it was I was with a friend, and I don't know how many times it took me to hit the hit the target. Oh my gosh! He's like, ma'am, you need to stay in here for another five. <laughs> Keep shooting. <laughs> As long as, you have, as long as you have a bird shot, you should not miss. I ended up hitting the target. Yeah. It took yeah, a while, but I ended up. But see, the thing is, is I, for me, I, I want to hunt. Like our friends that took us fishing, they are, are willing to take us hunting, right? Mm -hmm. And I want to do that because I, li I like all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But I want to learn to skin. Like I had to do mm -hmm. the chickens. Like I want to learn how to do all that stuff. But... <laughs> huh? Did you know that? I have a goat if you want to. I just saw that you had a goat. Do you Vanessa. know what they're doing with the goat? What possessed you to get a goat, Vanessa? That wasn't me. No, that no. Say, but what are you guys doing with the goat? Is it a pet? It is not a pet. Right. We're it's not a pet. We're raising to eventually kill it. You're for raising food. to eat it? Yes. Yeah, for food. A goat? I've never heard of people eating goat. Oh, yeah. It's so huge good. in the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just <clears throat> That's all they got. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not I'm not too keen. Have you eaten goat before? Yes. You've eaten goat? Yeah. What does it taste like? Like chicken. I don't I don't I, I usually eat it in like a, a form of a stew. Stew. So yeah, it's it, hidden. It takes on the flavor of the stew. Yeah. So there'll be an opportunity for you in the near future if you to really want goat? to. No, no. The process. Oh, I'll do that. Heather and I are going. Oh, 100%. I'll be inside making snacks. Oh, you because you you like the goat? You're going to be like Tom no, when we were chickens. because we're not slaughterers. I'll be with Vanessa. Crying. Jeff got a tool. It's called a bone saw. And uh -huh. I just want to feel oh. that. You know? What it feels like? Yeah. A yeah. on a bone. I just need to figure out. I just need to figure out how to gut it. And Heather will probably be the one... Because she knows all the organs in the animal. Yeah. So Heather will probably be the one Special. to help Jeff yeah. to, oh, she, she's already to gut it. Yeah, she is. Yeah, which I'll be watching. Because, okay. we, listen, we need to know how to do all this, people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We have to figure out how to repurpose the blood, Heather. The blood. Like what we Repurpose the blood? Yeah. Oh, dear God, Logan. <laughs> this is going dark Logan's wanting quick. her husband to have birthing pains with her, <laughs> and now she wants to do something with the blood. Dear God. Okay, Logan. <laughs> I have to rethink whether or not you can be on that comment section. It'll get interesting. <laughs> Logan needs to come and live with me for about, oh mm, like how Mary went and lived with Elizabeth, yes. her cousin, yeah. for the first trimester of her marriage. Yeah. Or her uh, pregnancy. Yeah. Logan, I'm getting you for the second trimester. <laughs> I think I'd make I you think, proud at I home. think Chris would love me for that. huh? I, th I think I'd make you proud. He doesn't miss a meal. He doesn't. No, that's not the problem. Like, it's your weird-isms. Oh, my God. It's your weird-isms. Oh. You want Chris to feel <laughs> yeah. labor. 
You be you, be you, yeah, you Logan. Be. And then you, you want to do something with the blood. Next, you're going to tell me you're going to eat your umbilical cord. Yeah, or your, your uh, placenta. placenta. Are you do not tell me you're eating your placenta. Yeah, I found somebody who can turn it into a pill. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> okay. What? Okay, that's your, listen. I'm learning so much. I don't Lying think I can handle it. I have a little dark side. She's going to start She's going to start gagging. That's not dark. It's not? Good. That's like that's like that show where people eat weird things. The, <clears throat> I'm just saying. I know what to eat your placenta. Yeah. It's incredibly nutritious. <laughs> it's it, it's great for postpartum. <laughs> Tracy so knows good. me. This is so good. Really I'm like, waiting. I'm should really be like. I know. I want to see if I can switch it. <laughs> I'm as bad as. Okay. Tracy knows me. I'm just waiting. Uh, on the way home after the podcast, I'm going to be, Tracy, what are we going to do? I don't know about Logan. No, I'm just kidding. I would never do that. Right. Only unless yeah, I told you later. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Logan. This is awesome. We only have 25 or 35, 25 minutes left, 35 minutes left. Yeah. 35. 35. We okay. We, we, we haven't wasted too much time. No, this is so good. But I'm just saying that. I don't know. <laughs> Logan. I know. Now your opinions changed. <laughs> my opinion changed yesterday after Chris. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> no, just kidding. That's a wild thing oh. though. Oh, man, you're so funny. I'm just telling you, your doula is making you crazy. The doula. Not, I, don't, I don't meet with her too often. It's me. I'm just. I think you need to put I'm the books crazy. down. <laughs> don't read anything holistic anymore. Or else Have I'll... that baby in that pool. Do not eat the placenta and do not ask Chris to have birthing pains with you and share the pain of birth with you. Okay? And then the other stuff that Talia just told me. <laughs> That's a no-go either. I'm going to put you on one of those weird things that people eat. She might like it. What? She might like it. No. Who knows? No. It's a pill. It's a capsule. Yeah, it's just a capsule. No, no. I'm talking about like something else. Oh, that. Oh. Yes. Mm. Okay, people are getting bored. So let's move to the I next I don't think question. they're bored. <laughs> what is that? I don't think they're bored. Oh, my gosh. They're learning just like you. It's, what is that? I am. They're learning just like you. But I am. They're learning. They're learning about well, Logan. Right. That's the part of the problem here. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> This new generation, what are we going to do with them? I don't know. I'm limiting my, I'm limiting my daughter's exposure to oh Logan. <laughs> no. Oh, that's funny. <sighs> okay. And okay. I'm going to talk to your mother, Talia. <laughs> I don't know if Logan's the greatest, uh, uh, what is it, role I model? Would, I would hurt anybody that no, crossed I'm just them kidding. I no, would, yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. them. Just don't make me, just don't make Norma eat your placenta. Just one no. capsule. Just one. Or don't, one don't capsule? talk Norma into eating your placenta. 
<laughs> I'm just trying to talk her into getting married. Oh, my gosh. That's true. Some days are better than others. Mm-hmm. Right now, mm-hmm. she's hot on her. She's hot. Like, she doesn't like guys at all. <laughs> she's written them off. They're written I mean, off. she doesn't like girls either. <laughs> <laughs> but she's like, ugh, guys. So, um, all right, next question. Next question. <laughs> And there's, I say that, but there's really no point. It just depends on Norma's mood. <laughs> True story. There's no guy. <laughs> just depends on her mood. Just depends. I get it. Like today. Whatever. <laughs> Growing up, we never celebrated <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> I don't know what it is about Fridays. <laughs> We're trying. It's, it's honest effort. <sighs> okay. I'm sweating. <laughs> Whatever. Growing up, we never celebrated Halloween. We were always told by elders or parents that it was a bad holiday or the devil's holiday. Some of my cousins were even kept home from school if it fell on a school day. Growing up, it confused me to see churches doing events for Halloween or fall festivals where kids still dressed in costumes. Isn't that amazing that someone that's a kid clearly can see if you're not allowed to do Halloween, but you're allowed to go dress up and do events at churches? Yes. Like, people don't understand. People don't get it. I'm telling you, hypocrisy Mm -hmm. at its finest. As I got into my 20s, I went out to a few Halloween parties, but always felt bad afterward for dressing, uh, for going and dressing up because of of what I was taught as a child. What is your take on Halloween? God bless you for answering this question. (laughs) I'll get hate mail. Um, because my take on Halloween is different than most Christians. I'm going to be just flat out honest with you. Uh, Not most Christians. That's not true. I wouldn't even say religious Christians, because everybody has a stand on Halloween. Mine is very, very different. And I've talked about this several times on the podcast, and sometimes it makes people really, like, not happy. Okay? But it is a fact that... Let your yes be yes and your no be no. And I absolutely love you for asking this question because you made a great point. When you would grow up, your family told you you cannot celebrate Halloween, no dressing up, no nothing, right? No trick-or-treating. But yet, let's mosey on down to the church where I'll do, not, you didn't say this, but this is, this is where trunk or treats are famous. Like, you'll go to the church parking lot. Everybody opens their trunk up. They sit outside the back of their car, and they pass out candy. And they look at you in your cute little outfit and say how cute you are. And you literally will say, trunk or treat. <laughs> What's the difference between trick or treat? None. But because it's under the guise of Christianity, and it's on a church parking lot where it's holy, it's all different. It's not different. You have now, if you do this with your kids, you are a hypocrite and you're creating a spirit of confusion for them. That is the truth. Trust me, I know. I do know because my mom would be the first one to tell you. One minute, my dad would say yes to Halloween. The next minute, he would say absolutely not to Halloween. The next minute, Halloween's okay. And then the next time, Halloween is terrible, right? You can't do that to your kids, whether it be going to a fall festival or going to, like, we have a place here called, is it Hunt Seder Farms? Or what's mm. the one, that, Heather, that's, um, it's Hunt Seder, but what's the one that's really close to us, though? Fruitville Groves? 
Okay, so we have these places that people will never, like, they won't, like, they're Christians, so they, don't, they won't do trick-or-treating or anything else, but they'll go and they'll do the fall festival. Guess what's at both of those places? In October, it's goblins and skeletons and Halloween stuff. I've seen Halloween stuff at Fruitville Groves. Like ghosts and things like that. And then up in Huntsader, 100%. They even had a, a haunted maze. So, <clears throat> corn maze. Thank you. So, it's like, you can't, if, again, don't do it at all. Or do it. Because you are going to confuse the crap out of your kids. And, again, yes be yes and no be you know. But I will tell you this. Oh, how do I say this without? I would, I would ask you this. You weren't allowed to do Halloween, but I would dare say you were allowed to do Christmas and Easter. And I bet you a hundred bucks if you had a, um, a fireplace, you hung stockings. That's pagan. You had a Christmas tree, fake or real, that's pagan. Maybe your parents didn't allow you to believe in Santa Claus, but you had all the rest of the stuff around, like that that uh, at Christmas time, that a lot of people they hate uh, Christmas because they feel it's very materialistic, right? But they'll do a little bit and then they'll remove a, a little bit over here. It's all the same. Mm -hmm. It's like, don't do it or do it, but don't set these guidelines and rules that fit your criteria. And you think that that, because they fit your criteria, that that you made it um, religiously acceptable. You didn't. If you have kids, you are now confusing them because they don't understand your mindset of, I'll do this, but I won't do that. And then it spiritually will be okay. It's all bad. It's all bad. Easter, did you do eggs? You know? What's the other thing with Easter? There's the Easter bunny, but uh, people won't even do that. It's, um, Easter eggs were pagan, and there's mm -hmm. one other thing with, the Easter, uh, with Easter that's pagan, and I can't remember what it is right now. Um, Easter baskets and candy? No, that's not it, but that's like, like, that's like a stocking, but the stockings actually were a pagan, and so is the tree. But there's something with Easter besides the eggs that people do. <clears throat> no, it's not coloring the eggs. Mm -mm. I don't remember what it is. But a lot of times people will do Easter, and Easter it stands for East Star, which is pagan. Mm. So, which might have been what I was thinking about, the name mm -hmm. Easter and then the eggs. Both of them are pagan. Either do away with all of them or just, like, I'm not telling, I'm not telling people about that Halloween you should... You know, like my kids, I did let them go. We, we, a whole bunch of us, we'd get together. And um, a lot of the people that attend, to this, attend this church, like we did it as a big group. We would go out, we'd laugh and joke around. Our kids would dress up in like little costumes. They'd go trick-or-treating. They'd get candy, and then we'd all go home. And some people were like, oh, that's so horrible. Well, my, my thing to that is I also did Christmas, and I also did Easter. 
So I'm not going to say one's okay and the other one's not. In actuality, Halloween was All Saints Day. If you look it up, it has different um, theologies of how it happened. But that one actually is the one that they say is ne that never started out pagan. It actually started out as a religious, spiritual All Saints Day. And then it, you know, went down the pagan, the pagan road. So... I say, if listen, if you dressed up and you went to a party and you dressed up and you're not drinking and you're not doing things that are inappropriate and you're, in, in, you're not uh, behaving in, in an unchrist-like way, just go and have fun. Don't make something more of it than what it is. My kids never, ever, when I took them trick-or-treating, were ever celebrating the devil. All they were is celebrating the fact that their pillowcase got really full with a lot of candy. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. Just like on Christmas, and I put that Christmas tree up, and they, I filled their stocking. They weren't, they weren't celebrating a pagan holiday. They were celebrating the fact that Jesus was born, and they had fun. They never really believed in Santa, but they had fun believing in the idea of Santa as long as he never came into the house. They did not like the fact that that man might be coming into our house and putting Christmas Christmas packages underneath the tree. That's funny. They were not for that. Even the fairy, tooth fairy, they're like, do not let her in my room. Do not. I'm like, how's she going to put the daggum teeth, uh, money for you? How's she going to get your tooth? Yeah. I don't want her in here. <laughs> That's <funny>. okay. <clears throat> well, and plus they knew. Yeah. Like by then, I'm like, you, you think your kid's going to love the idea of the tooth fairy. Yeah, you know, they start losing teeth at what time? How old? Like five, two, six. three, five, four? six. How old? Five, six. They start losing those. No, I think it was younger than that. Yeah, because oh, my kids mine. were younger. Oh, like, okay. Tommy could barely talk because oh. he didn't start talking until he was like almost three. And listen, I swear to the Lord above, I thought he was talking to some foreign language in his room. Oh. I'm like, you're not a dumb kid. Like, yeah. are you speaking a foreign language in there that I can't speak, so I therefore don't know? Like, <laughs> You're, you're advanced. You're smart beyond your years. Yes. You actually know a foreign yeah. language. I'm just waiting for you to speak English. That's no. funny. No. Mm, I'm just saying. Funny. He could barely speak, but he definitely didn't want that tooth fairy in that room. That's funny. Giving him some money under. You know, oh Norma cried. <laughs> Don't let her in here. Oh, man. I'm like, well, there ain't no such thing. I'm the tooth fairy. I made it all better. <laughs> yeah. All righty, next question. What would you say is an essential quality for a romantic relationship? <clears throat> let's, let's, what do you think it is? What do you think it is, Tracy? I read your notes. Totally, <clears throat> Don't answer it then. I won't. I did totally, you agree with my, I totally, what my thing was? Totally agree. It's number one. Number one. Logan, yeah. did you see my notes? No. What do you think it is? The key to a romantic relationship? Uh -huh. The most essential quality. What's the most? Yeah, thank you, Tracy. You're welcome. What What's is the most, the most essential quality, quality for a romantic relationship? That the relationship has to have, I guess, is basically yeah. what it's saying. So you, you understand? Yeah, I was going to say trust and honesty. Trust yeah. and honesty. That's exactly what pops into my head. Trust. That's exactly what I yeah. said. Has to be. Yeah. Number one, if you want to have a romantic relationship with somebody, if you do not have trust, mm -hmm. forget about it. Forget it. It's not going to happen. <clears throat> Let me tell you this. The definition of trust is firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. Yep. That's the foundation of a good relationship. Mm -hmm. if, you got, <clears throat> if you don't got that, everything is built on trust. 
from the bottom to the top. Um, I made a list. So with, if you have trust in somebody, then you know that they're going to be honest, like you said, and they're going to be faithful, which to me, faithfulness is like loyalty. It's way up there. Like, but all of those things stem from trust. Like loyalty is part of trust. Faithfulness is part of trust. <clears throat> That's why I love what Lester Summerall says. Um, how far you have faith in, uh, in what the promises of God are is how much you actually trust God. Mm -hmm. It's so true. And when he said that, I was like, that is because faith is an action. Trust is your faith. And so in so much you trust him is how far you'll walk out in faith in what he tells you to do. It's the facts. And so if you do nothing, like people who are afraid to give, it's because you don't trust what his promises are. So your action shows how much faith you have in what his word is, right? It's all hand in hand. And I never put that, I never put it together like that until I heard him preach on that. And I was like, that's so true. So trust equals safety. Because honesty and faithfulness create safety, correct? Mm -hmm. All right. I made a list. If you're safe, and this is what makes things very romantic, in my opinion. And you can tell me, girls, if you disagree. But if you're safe, you're vulnerable, correct? Yeah. You're transparent, correct? Yeah. You'll always be true to your feelings and emotions with the person because mm -hmm. you're safe. Yeah. Correct? Oh, yeah. And the big thing for me is you can be very dependent on that individual because you know their faithfulness and their loyalty to you based on how much you trust them, correct? Yep. Yeah. So the more you trust, the bigger and better the romance is. That's my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. It's good. You agree? Yes. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I feel like you can apply that to all your... Make sure you get that to your... Because <clears throat> yeah. nobody like, can hear you. I, I feel like you can apply that to all your relationships. You can apply it to friendships. You can apply it to oh yes, um, family members. Like oh yes, yeah. yeah. It's a good filter. I'm telling you right now, I it takes me a long time normally, unless I work with somebody like with Tracy. It, it, there are certain people, like I've known Tracy probably less than almost anybody that I consider to be a really close friend. Mm -hmm. Okay. But with Tracy, I pretty much deal with you on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So when you deal with somebody on it, but most of my friends I never dealt with or have dealt with on a daily basis. It's more like I see them at church on Sunday or, um, <clears throat> I'll eat. Well, I don't really eat breakfast or lunch with anybody hardly anymore. So I can't even use that as an example, but that's by my choice. I pretty much have reserved those outings with people that I choose to, like, Heather's laughing. Heather's still waiting to get on the list. <laughs> I don't, <clears throat> so if I spend my personal time with somebody, it's mm -hmm. probably because I really like them a lot and I consider them to be a close friend. Mm -hmm. Now, most people that uh, I'm not, I'm um, not going to be close friends with somebody who's not an honest person. Mm -hmm. 
never in a million years. And I'm not going to be mm-hmm. super close with somebody that I do not trust at all. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I'm honest with people and tell them the truth about if they ask me a question, and I am not going to be friends with somebody who is not going to do the same back for me. Right. That doesn't mean like when I tell people the honest truth about them that they actually like what I'm telling them. And the same goes back. Like mm-hmm. uh, people have been honest about me and told me the truth about myself. I don't like it sometimes, but Mm -hmm. that's life. I mean, if they're a good friend, that's what you do. Right. And you do it with the heart of not being critical, but being constructive. Yeah. Like, it's only to better me when you're telling me that because you love me so much. Other than most people, when they are trying to be critical or they are trying to tell you about yourself, there's always, not always, that's not true, but... If, unless the person's really close to me, I always question the motive behind what they're mm-hmm. saying, which can be very pure, very pure. But then there are times that I'm like, uh-uh, mm-hmm. something ain't right. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a reason why you're behaving or mm-hmm. saying this like you are. And I never – Tom said something really good on Sunday about when people want to kind of speak into your life and they're kind of rude in how they do it. Like, they tell you things that you didn't even ask them, you know? Mm-hmm. Have you ever met people mm-hmm. like that? Yeah. God, I love them. <laughs> I love them. And the thing is, is nobody hardly ever does that with me. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Nobody hardly ever does that to me. It used to happen to me until I pretty much gave them back what they were trying to give. Mm-hmm. Like, you stand up to people, and they find out you're not the one. Guess what? It happens far less. Because yep. they just don't, they can't bully you, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. If you're not... If you're not somebody they feel like they can bully, they leave you alone. But it's just like anything. People prey on the weak mm. because they feel like they can. Yep. Right? So, um, but I love what Tom said about when um, people come to you and they, they give you their opinion um, about something that you never asked them about. And then what, what should happen is, is you should basically say I'm not don't speak into my life but then if you do let them speak into your life then you allow that what they just said to have authority over you like you let it affect you maybe maybe you're bothered by it for a, a, a period of time maybe you I mean I've known if it's been said to females even guys too like it's hurt them so much that it's made them cry like it's been that like it's been that mean um but I love what Tom said because he's like, don't don't even let don't even let it get you that place because they're not even worth allowing that to speak in. For me, I'm like, if I didn't ask you, the odds are there's a motive behind it, um, and if it's meanly said, the motive is probably mean. So how much truth is what is, mm-hmm. how much truth of what they're saying is actually truth? Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm like, as far as I'm concerned, everything you just said has no value, it has no truth in it, so I don't receive it. You're not going to hurt my feelings because I don't believe what you just said. And that's really Mm -hmm. the best way to look at it if somebody Mm -hmm. has something unkind to say. A lot of times people are mean because their lives are miserable. It's so sad, but a lot of times people are mean and vindictive Mm -hmm. and kind of have a very curt way of speaking to people Mm -hmm. because something's not right in their own life. And it's so easy... And this is coming from a voice of experience, mm-hmm. okay, because I was mean as a snake. And if I could say something hurtful or unkind yeah. and make you cry, yeah. I felt like I had made my day. Not mm-hmm. your day, 
my day. Yeah, right. Right? Yeah. And so um, I got joy out of that. Mm-hmm. Because, but, but the reason why I was like that is because I was so miserable mm-hmm. and it was so easy to look at other people than to look at mm-hmm. myself. Right. And as long as I was looking at other people, I didn't have to deal with what was going on in my own life yep. that I created. That's it. Ding, ding, ding. That I created. Yep. So it's, it, I, when I hear people say mean things or people have tried to I invoke different things, mm-hmm. I'm like, I think you really need to examine your own, what's going on in your own life before right. you start looking at other people's lives. You're taking too much joy or you're, there's, there's a meanness mm-hmm. behind what's being said. And there's probably something in your life you need to be looking at instead of looking at other people. Yep. Um, but again, that comes from a voice of experience. When right. I was not saved, I was probably mm-hmm. one of the most unkind individuals. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm not kidding. And I'm not proud of it. Mm-hmm. I was, I said a lot of mean and hateful and unkind things to people. Mm-hmm. I wish I could take them back. I wish there mm-hmm. like, you can go back to people and say, God, I'm so sorry. Right. Like, I purposely hurt you, right? But you can't. That's mm-hmm. why feathers, words like feathers in the wind, mm-hmm. you cannot take them back. So you better make sure that when you say them, mm-hmm. you really want to say them mm-hmm. because you're not getting them back. And you can hurt somebody's spirit, their mm-hmm. soul, especially if it's a Christian to a Christian. Mm-hmm. Like Christians, we're to, to uh, favor one another. Right. So you should really be careful in how you, you speak to each other in mm-hmm. that regard. Yeah. But... Um, but for me, that was, I purposed. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- there's a lot of, um, not, I'm not sad or I don't carry sorrow with it, but there is regret mm-hmm. because you can't get that back. And somebody, um, if they are not spiritually where they need to be, if they're not a Christian or if they carry a lot of um, hurt, mm-hmm. not maybe just caused by me, but just life in general, well, then that's a scar that you that you've given them and mm-hmm. they get to carry that around for the rest of the life until they get a, get them their life right with God, which maybe will never happen. Right. So that's like, that's a, a thing that you have to deal with personally. But again, I don't like walk around in pain over it. Right. It's just yeah. regret. I yeah. wish I could, you know, I wish you could take, I wish we could take things back, but you can't. So what you do is you fix today and you move on from there. Yeah. But, but if you're one of those hateful people and mm-hmm. you don't believe that you're hateful, but you think you're really a help, Let's make sure, let, let's really look and make sure that you are. Because mm-hmm. the odds are you're probably not. Right. And if nobody really wants to be around you, mm-hmm. the odds are you're not. Right. Quick fix. Ask a question. Instead of giving your opinion and your advice, ask a question and like actually want no, to know the No, because sometimes answer. how people ask the question well, is mean too. So the heart right behind it. If you actually want to know the answer to it, because I used to be very critical too. And so when I would ask a question, like I had to actually listen to what they were saying. And you can't be manipulative about it. If you ask and like you don't like the way somebody's doing something, why do you, like, I don't know, maybe even an outfit. Like why are you, why did you choose that today? If you have like, I, that's obviously a very vague one. But if you actually care and they're like, oh, it was really cold today, so I wore a sweater. And then you're like, oh, that's great. Then you don't have to respond. You don't have to give advice. Well, I don't like that color because that's what you're thinking in your head. But I, I wasn't mean, but I could be critical about people. Yeah. Critical, so, can, be, critical can be critical can be really Yeah. And if good. you're really mean, don't say anything. Oh, yeah. Just don't open your mouth. But you know what? I find that people <laughs> that are like that, and yeah. this isn't on the whole, this isn't, this isn't like a stereotypical statement. Okay. So when I say this, I'm not saying that all people that are like this fit this description. 
But a lot of times when people are like that, either they learned it from their parents or they're in a horrible relationship. Because mm-hmm. kids that act like this, it's because their parents are like this. Mm. And it's just a learned behavior. Yeah. And they're mean to you, so you're mean to other people, right? Right, right. So when I see kids that act like that, I'm like, one of your parents is probably a very mean person. Yeah. But I've also seen it where kids can be super sweet and yeah. their parents are horrible. Right, right. Like, the total opposite. But the reason why they're horrible, yeah. guess why? It's because they're in a horrible marriage. Right. And so they're mean yeah. because of their marriage. Right. And then right. But their kids are nice. Yeah. Because they really don't take it out on the kids. Right. They take it out on other people. Right. And then it's because they hate each other. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh at yeah, all? I've seen that, hundred percent. Okay, but normally that's why it is. Yeah, it's a learned behavior, mm-hmm. or it's because you're you are miserable, yeah. and it's usually a relationship. Mm-hmm. It's usually somebody. The only time somebody has so much power over you and how you treat other people or you treat that mm-hmm. other person is because they are somebody who's super close to you mm-hmm. or they were super close to you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So they have, that's why I say love and hate are so close. <laughs> it's, interesting. it's so close. <laughs> like it, you can take that yeah. love and cross that line to hate mm-hmm. super quick mm-hmm. with someone. Yep. So it's true. what are you laughing at? It's true. You're it's not true. Wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah. Listen, I mean, I'm 56. I've, I've loved and hated super quick. Mm-hmm. Love somebody so dearly. And then they, they do something to you that's so mean and so mm-hmm. hurtful. And then you go, you go, go right over the line to like, I can't stand this person. How could they be this horrible of an individual? Mm-hmm. So you can really hate them real quick yep. and not feel a lick of bad about it. <laughs> so, um, Let's go to the next question. I have a family member who is gay, because this is probably one of the ones that people really tuned in for. Could be. What is it? Could be. Yeah. I have a family member who is gay. How do I tell them the truth of what the Bible says about being gay? Also, I know that the Bible says it is an abomination, but is there anything else it says? Well, I'm going to tell you, there's a lot. that it is. It is becoming super popular right now that we as Christians, not the world is already saying this, but in the church right now, acceptance of homosexuality is at an all-time high. All-time high. Condoning, enabling. I mean, we have a church down the road that I just am sick over. A young man who died, he was gay. And the church just kind of like never confronted it for this young man, and he ended up dying. And I'm not going to say if he died in the state of homosexuality, he did not go to heaven. Now, everybody's telling him, telling, telling the family. Now, if the family watches this podcast, they're probably going to hate my guts because the whole entire family is proud that he was embracing who he was and that God embraces that too and that he's in heaven. Okay, that church did a major disservice to that family and to that young man. Like you're not, if you think you're not going to answer for that, the word is clear. You absolutely will. And a beautiful human being might not be in heaven all because people wanted to love him to death. And that's the truth. Mm -hmm. And it ticks me off. And the Christian world, when we have Christian leadership from artists, meaning artists, singers and, and uh, pastors, 
who, when they're publicly asked, is homosexuality a sin? I'm not the judge. It's not for me to judge. Baloney. What does the Word of God say? It's not you judging. You're quoting the Word of God. And the Word of God is very clear in many places that if you live as a homosexual, you are not going to heaven. But if you live as a fornicator, you're not going to heaven. They're like a gossip, a liar, jealous, covetous, envious, all those things. You're not going to heaven. So it's not like you're picking on a homosexual. There are many other lists of items that will keep you out of heaven. But you got to be honest about it. Otherwise, somebody's going to die and go straight to hell because you were too afraid. You were a coward. And it says in the end times, people will be cowards. And in Revelations, it says the cowardly will not go to heaven. It's because in Revelation, they knew as the time grew closer, people would be cowards to speak the truth. And there are scriptures, and I'm going to read them to you, where it says, don't be, don't be upset when people say all kinds of things about you and they hate you. Because great is your reward. But that's, people don't read the Bible, so it's way easier to enable sin and think that you're loving. And that's how we got COVID. And that's why people put on masks. And that's why, like, global warming or climate change, whatever it is, it'll be far easier to be a loving neighbor and good, a community partner than to tell the truth. So... And people dislike and hate you if you, like, depending on who's watching this, people will absolutely hate me for this. But you know what? I love you enough to tell you the truth. And if you hate me, so be it. Matthew 5.11 says, Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. So what I'm about to tell you is things that you may hate me for you may even say unkind things about me because I'm about to speak the truth but the Bible is the, the true word of God Jesus is the word and I will always I will not forsake it I will always speak the truth because if it saves just 10 people from going to hell because they learned the truth if it saved one then it's worth it I don't care so if you want your family member to be saved, you can't waver on this. You're going to have to speak the truth in love. You cannot endorse um, bad behavior. You can't enable it. You're going to have to be honest, and you're going to have to speak the truth in love. And there is, scripture, there is a scripture about speaking the truth in love, which is Ephesians 4.15, which says, speak the truth in love. And you're going to be able to do that. They may not receive it as love because uh, Jesus spoke the word, and they found it offensive. They found Jesus offensive. And Jesus sometimes said things in ways that people liked, and sometimes he said it in ways that they didn't like it. But it was always truth, and they still found it offensive. The Bible will offend. There's nothing you can do about that. But you're responsible to speak what it says. Okay. Uh, let me go to the Old Testament. Now, people will say the Old Testament doesn't count. Because we have the New Testament. But the Old Testament is very clear. Let's go to some scriptures in the Old Testament because we still live by them. Genesis 19, 1 through 13. And this is a little bit long, but it's still, it's still factual, actual. Sodom's depravity. Now the two angels came to Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. When Lot saw them, he rose to... Now Lot was um, Abram's, Abraham's nephew. 
When Lot saw them, he rose to meet them, and he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. And he said, Here now, my lords, please turn in to your servant's house and spend the night and wash your feet. Then you may rise early and go your way. These were two angels, okay? And they said, No, but we will spend the night in the open square. But he insisted strongly. So they turned um, turned into him and entered his house. And then he made them a feast and baked unleavened bread, and they ate. Now before they laid down, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, both old and young, all the people from every quarter surrounded the house. And they called to Lot and said to him, Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out, um, bring them out to us so we, so we may know them carnally. Okay, now this is King James Version. But it means so we can have sex with them. So Lot went out to them through the doorway, shut the door behind him, and said, "Please, my brethren, do not do do so. Um, please do not do so wickedly. See now, I have two daughters who have not known a man. They're meaning they're virgins. Please let me bring them out to you, and you may not, uh, and you may do to them as you wish." What a great dad! Yeah, what a great dad! But these two girls were so great that they actually got their dad drunk and then had sex with him so they could replenish the earth. Facts. So I mean, quality. Yeah. We got a family. family you view. you talk about um, dysfunction, junction. Yeah. That's a dysfunctional family. So please let me bring them out to you, and you may do to them as you wish. Only do nothing to these men, since this is the reason they have come under the shadow of my roof. And they, and they said, stand back. And then, uh, and then they said, this one came in to stay here, and he keeps acting as a judge. Now we will deal uh, deal worse with you than with them. So they are threatening Lot in order to get through these two two guys, to the two angels. So they pressed hard against the man Lot and came near to break down the door. But the men reached out their hands and pulled Lot into the house. So the angels pulled Lot back into the house and they shut the door. And they struck the men who were at the doorway of the house with blindness. So the angels struck the men that wanted to have sex with them with blindness, both small and great, so that they became weary trying to find the door. Then the men said to Lot, Have you anyone else here? The angels are asking Lot, Do you have anyone else that, because they're about to say, We're leaving, and you're going to have to take them with you. Son-in-law, your sons, your daughters, and whomever you have in the city, take them out of this place, for we will destroy this place, because the outcry against them has grown great before the face of the Lord, and the Lord has sent us to destroy it. So homosexuality is what destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. If, Sodom, if, if homosexuality is okay, then why was the city going to be destroyed because of it? Well, you could say, well, that's Old Testament. You know, Jesus died on the cross so that our, for the forgiveness of our sins. We now have grace. Leviticus 18.22, you shall not die with a male, or you shall not lie with a male as with a woman. It is an abomination. Just because it's said it in the old doesn't mean that it still doesn't apply to the new. We're going to look at that. Leviticus 20.13 says, If a man lies with a male as he lies with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood shall be upon them. Now, you know, what will happen too is people, this is what the other thing I've heard, which probably you girls have too, is Jesus never said anything about homosexuality. So it's not a sin. He didn't talk about it. And you know what I say to that? Bull crap. So, if the Bible is the inspired word of God, correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. If the Bible is the inspired word of God, then when Paul talked about homosexual, uh, homosexuality, 
then God was giving him those words to say, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. If Jesus is the word, then Jesus said it, correct? Yes. So just because Paul said it, he said it because God told him. If God inspired that word to come out of Paul, and then it is written in the Bible, and Jesus is the word, it, ultimately Jesus then did say it, correct? So this mm-hmm. this theology that Jesus never talked about in the New Testament is done away with, clearly. You can't say that, because Jesus is the word. So he ultimately does say it. Again, nobody reads their Bible. So let's look at the New Testament. Romans 1, 26 through 27, it says, For this reason God gave them up to vile passions, for even their women exchanged the natural use of for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the women, burned in their lusts for one another, men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error which was due. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 says, Do you not know what, uh, that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? And listen, a lot of people will say, well, they said the sinner's prayer, so they're good. They're golden. That you can that you can say the sinner's prayer and then go and be a homosexual. That's not what the Bible says. It's very clear that the great falling away will happen before Jesus returns. So if the great falling away happens, the great falling away is the people who were saved and walked away. Okay, you had to be saved. To fall away, you have to have been a part of something. All right, and there are so many scriptures that clearly state, I mean, it is clear as day, that there is no such thing as eternal security. That if you, it says, if you live like this, you'll not inherit the kingdom of heaven in Galatians and in Ephesians. But Corinthians says, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? So you're unrighteous if you do these things. This is what it says. Do not be deceived, neither fornicators nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites. And then there's others after that. So you're considered unrighteous if you do those, just that. And that's homosexuality. So the unrighteous will not see the kingdom of heaven is what it says. Only the righteous see the kingdom of heaven. So you're considered unrighteous if you're doing, if you're a homosexual. Also, if you fornicate. 1 Timothy 1.10 says, For fornicators, for sodomites, for kidnappers, for liars, for perjurers, and if there is any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine. So you're not, you're not saved. Like, it is a sin. Clear. So I go back to the, the thing where people say, well, uh, the, the big thing right now is, uh, which is crazy to me, is that people are born gay. Okay, I don't, I don't believe that for a second. First of all, God never set you up to fail. Okay, so he would never make you a homosexual so that you, from the very beginning you die, you never have a fighting chance, that you're never going to get a chance to go to heaven. It's not the truth. He did not make people gay because that means automatically you are never going to have the chance to go to heaven. Not a chance, and I have scripture to prove it. But on top of that, is I personally believe, and you girls can tell me if you disagree, and you can put you on. Me personally, the time, a lot of times when I have seen people go this route, I've known like there's a lot of homosexual men who have kids. How could they have been born gay? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of homosexual women 
that have kids. They weren't born gay. Now we're confusing kids at a very young age so that it's ultimately looking like they were born this way. But even that's not true because it's a spirit of confusion as far as I'm concerned. So a lot of times when you're seeing um, like guys in their 20s and stuff like that, I ultimately always ask if somebody tells me their kid um, is a homosexual, I always say if it's a boy, I'm like, we're – were they abused sexually? Mm -hmm. Almost every single time it's yes. Mm -hmm. There was somehow, some way, somebody got to them and touched them or literally sexually abused yep. them. Not just touching. Sexually abuse them on a great, greater scale. Almost, I mean, it's like, I would say 80% plus. Mm -hmm. Women, it's usually because they were in a physically abusive relationship with a male. Mm-hmm. Almost always. Or if the guy wasn't physically abusive, he was non-existent. Like he was like emotionless. He really just came home, did nothing, wasn't there for them emotionally speaking, didn't have conversation with them. Basically, he went to work. He provided. He did what he wanted to in the evening, even if it was just falling asleep, went to bed, got up the next morning, like he didn't really help the kids, he really didn't help, he really wasn't a, a participant in the marriage, and I find that that's where a lot of times mm -hmm. it happens too. Are you in agreement, or yes. do you disagree? No, totally agree. 83%. 83% of homosexuals, males. Females have, as well. Females as well. Everybody. Yeah, I and I that. guessed at that because I'm just saying, uh, yeah. when I've asked people who have dealt with that with their family members, mm -hmm. that's it's over that many times mm -hmm. that I've heard, yes, they were. Same. That's why I say that. Yep. Same. Isn't that insanity? Absolutely so, insane. devil, kill, yeah. steal, and destroy. Right. He took a child's innocence, yep. and now he's stripping them right. and stealing from them. Mm -hmm. But you do have to dig for this statistic. Because if you just type it in, it's going to say 20%. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, because so what it is is it ruins you. the narrative yeah. mm -hmm. that people are born gay. Right. Yeah. It ruins the narrative that this is a personal choice. Mm -hmm. It's not a personal choice. Mm -hmm. If you were sexually abused, now you don't understand. Because the truth is, when you're young, you don't understand mm -hmm. your sexuality. Mm -hmm. You're Everything you're figuring out. I literally, at age of 25, and they say this, which I did not know this at the time, at the age of 25, I felt like a light bulb finally went off over my head, and I was like, you're an idiot. <laughs> oh, how freeing is this? Yeah. You're an idiot. You know nothing. Now you can do life right. because now you know you know nothing, and now life can begin for you. Yeah. Well, in all actuality, they say the brain f totally finishes forming mm -hmm. and, like, taking on at the age of 25. Mm -hmm. And so many people have told me, oh, my gosh, at the age of 25, I realized – this is who I'm going to be. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life as far as career or whatever. Mm -hmm. I've gotten my life together. I've gotten my act together. It's usually right around the age of 25 that things start calming down and you just stop being an idiot. <laughs> because you realize you're an idiot. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's the same thing as these children who are sexually abused. They don't understand they don't understand what they're feeling and experiencing because 
no, nothing is formed up there properly. Mm-hmm. And it takes a really long time to get to there, you know? Yep. And it's a cycle. It says 82% of suspected perpetrators of sexual child sexual abuse in a study sample were at the same time. So basically it's saying that 82% um, of people who abuse a child were either in a gay relationship or were at one point in a gay relationship. Does that make sense? So the abuser was already gay and then they abuse a child. Yep. And then that child will now become, that child now has a tendency for homosexual tendencies. Doesn't mean that they'll end up being an abuser. But but because homosexuality is a perversion, it actually Mm -hmm. is that when it comes to list a list, a list of, of sins, it's the one closest to having a reprobate mind. And when you get a reprobate mind, it's almost near impossible for you to get yourself out as far as for you to turn from that sin. Like homosexuality is the most perverse. Well, it's out of sexual sins, but also because it's a sexual sin against your own body. But as far as all, all the sins, what I've been taught, okay, and what I find to be true, just statistically speaking people who um uh, live a homosexual homosexual um, lifestyle have a very difficult time turning from that lifestyle being saved and never going back to it like a murderer like you would think murdering is like the worst sin on the face of the earth a murderer can turn from never and never murder again right they can turn from that lifestyle they can no longer have fits of rage those tendencies, but homosexuality, because sex is so big. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like cocaine to people. Yeah. I mean, uh, even uh, even somebody who's heterosexual, who who like a normal sexual, um, who has normal sexual tendencies, as far as like not an info or somebody like that that has to have it all the time. Mm-hmm. But somebody who just has a normal marriage, a nor- you you're you're a sexual being. Right. It's a very important part of your life when you find that other person. It's not the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Your friendship's the whole thing. But it's a, it's a daggum big part of a relationship. So if you're out of line, I don't know. So let me, re, let me go to this, and then we'll close out because we only have – how far are we out? Yeah, We're 13 out. minutes. How many? 13. Oh, dear God. Yep. Super sorry. Nobody has anything to do after this, right? I'm just kidding. I'm not holding up the show for anybody. So um, let me just say, because I say there ain't no way you can be born gay. And I'm going to tell you how. Genesis 1:27. It is not possible. Not possible at all. Look at that scripture that I'm about to read to you. I'm looking at it. But I see where she put it. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So God created Adam in his own image. And then he took the rib of Adam and he made Eve. Eve is the image of Adam. So ultimately, she's also the image of God, correct? So if God made us in his image and he made a male and a female to have a heterosexual relationship then there is absolutely no way. If, that, if homosexuality was the way to go, then, then God would have made Adam, then he would have made another man out of the rib of Adam, and it would have been okay. That's not what happened. 
at all. It was man, then woman, in the image of God. Adam was heterosexual. So God must be a heterosexual. Correct? Which means homosexuality, you can never be born a homosexual. If that was the case, then Adam would have been born a homosexual. That's not what he did. He made a man for a woman so that they have a relationship. It, it is the spirit of confusion to tell people that homosexuality, they can be born like that or that God makes mistakes. Personally, I wouldn't want to go to heaven and answer to God for that because that's, that's a big answer. Everyone has to repent. If you lived a fornicating lifestyle, that would be me. Uh, if you uh, were a gossip, that would be me. I mean, if you had fits of rage, hello, you have to repent. You have to get it right. But if you live a homosexual lifestyle, just as much as those things are not acceptable to God, and all of us, like, God birthed anger, like, I, he gets mad. It says that God gets mad at the wicked every day, okay? So anger is inside of us. But you're not allowed to be angry in a unchristlike manner. So you're to control that, okay? Like you're, we're, we're, we're made to have sex, but in a relationship that is a marital relationship, okay? So if you're doing it not in the, under those confines, you're wrong. You need to repent. God make, made us sexual beings. And then if you're a gossip and you love to talk, and you like to tell about people's personal information or share something that you know that even might be a truth that should never be shared, okay? God gave us the ability to speak, but we're to do it in a Christ-like manner. We can have excuses all we want to to live a certain way we want to live, but that doesn't mean it's under the guise of Christianity. It's sin. So homosexuality, you may try and enable it. You may try and condone it. You may put uh, a... a uh, thumbs up and, and, and make it acceptable it isn't just like all the other sins it's unacceptable and you're doing no one any justice by making them believe that God would either born them like that or he would receive them like that or that it's acceptable nowhere in scripture did God ever condone or approve a homosexual lifestyle Every scripture talks about it in a way in which if you do not turn from that way, there will be a um, penalty. There will be a punishment. There will be eternal damnation. That's just the way it is. And you got to tell the truth to your family member or your friends or whatever. You might be the only thing that gets them to heaven. Truth be told because you're willing to speak the truth to them and love. But if you don't tell them the truth, God help you, because when you go to heaven and they don't, you might see them when they get judged and they say, you knew the whole entire time and you never told me. And you'll have to live with the fact that they didn't, don't, didn't go to heaven because you were not bold and didn't have the courage enough to tell them the truth. Not me. I'm not willing to do that. If, even if people hate my guts and then they talk really bad about me or whatever, I'm not willing to do it. I don't care. I care more about people and where they go for the rest of their, their lives, for their eternity. Anybody got anything to say? Girls, you're looking at me over there. Mm -hmm. No, Fine. that was good. I just got a lot of work to do. Yeah. So if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or if you did at one time,
say this prayer with me. Let's get your lives right. Listen, if you are living in a lifestyle that is not acceptable, super easy. I think every single one in this, of us in this room have fallen, short, have fallen short, and we've had to get our lives right. There is no one that was born on this earth that got it going, that got it right from the beginning outside of Jesus Christ. So all of us have had to say this prayer, or I've said it many times, including myself. I've said it more than once. <laughs> I got it right, and then I, you know, like when I was 24 or 25, I got it right, and I haven't had to say it again since. And you can be the same way. But maybe, maybe that's not the case. Maybe you've said it. You have to do it, get it right. And then you said it, and you got to get it right. At least keep trying. Don't, like, give up and just live a lifestyle of sin and say that, you know what, I just can't do it. You can do it. Everybody can be saved. Say this prayer with me right now. Heavenly Father, I come to you right now. I thank you for what you did on the cross. I thank you for dying for me. I thank you for shedding your blood for me. I thank you for dying for my sins. I receive the price that was paid. I thank you. I love you for it. And I want to live for you forever. Forgive me of my sins. And share with me and show me what you want me to do for the rest of my life. I make you the Lord of my life and I live for you forever. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. If you said that prayer, let us know. We want to pray with you. We want to help you find a good church. Listen, if you live in the area, Foundation Church, it's the best. I promise you that. Come and join us. Make sure you, you know, you see us on the camera all the time. If you're new to the area or if you're newly saved or whatever, find me, Heather, Tracy, Vanessa, Logan, Talia even. I'll even throw Talia in there. Say hey to us. Let us know you love the podcast. Keep think, I, I thank you for supporting us. Oh, my gosh. I thank you for supporting us. Please like and share before you tune us off or turn us off or tune us out or whatever. Like and share. Like and share. Make sure you comment. Have a great weekend, and I love you. Bye. Real talk.